Welcome, guys, to the Verbal Reasoning Podcast. Uh, my name is Erin, and I'm joined by Dan and Steve. Uh, we, all three of us are Hi. scientists. Hi, my background is uh, neuroscience and pharmacology, and my two friends are both engineers, Erin uh, Nautical, to be specific. So, Aerospace, thank you very much. Aerospace, please, come respect us. Respect us. Okay, okay. Yeah. So I put some respect on your name. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, without further ado, let's just get straight into it. Um, our first topic is uh, the speech that Boris Johnson gave last Sunday mm-hmm. uh, about the new lockdown rules. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. So, to be very, very quick in explaining it, he's basically eased the lockdown, uh, allowing people to go out as much as they want uh, with the rules of uh, social distancing still in place. Yeah. Uh, he said that anybody who can go to work should go to work. Anyone who can't work from home obviously should go to work. Um, builders in particular um, as of June 1st I believe uh, reception year one and year six students will be going back to school and uh, from July 1st more businesses will begin to open Uh, I think yeah gyms are going to open at a much later date so what do you guys think so what what do you you guys think of the speech well it's it's quite I feel it's quite confusing first of all just um Telling people to do all this and that, to go to work, not to use public transport, expect people to be driving. Mm. Apparently, there's, a, there's been an increase in the what's the congestion charge? That's what's the congestion oh, really? charge. Apparently, it's been in increased, London. yeah, or, mm. or it's going to be increased. Mm. And then people are talking about, oh, how's this going to affect people that are now forced to drive because they're scared, they're scared of the coronavirus and catching and bringing home to their families. That's quite interesting. And then there's about the I don't know if it's been into effect now. I don't feel like I'm not, I'm not in the House of Parliament. I believe so. it's going to be in effect as of February next year, though. February um, next year. So, okay, that's not a big, that's not a yes. big, that's not a big thing. So what's happened is the um, TFLs hemorrhaged money um, to the point where they, they literally needed a bailout from the government. But it came with strings attached that they would yeah. have conservative MPs on the TFL board and They've, uh, oh, they've okay. basically said that under 16 or under 18 travel is no longer going to be a thing. Oh, wow. travel, so everyone's going to have to pay. Congestion okay, charge is going to be seven days a week between seven and ten. That's going to be 15 pounds a day. Um, so, and it's going to be at a, in a larger area, congestion charge. So everything you basically with travel is going to get a lot harder for people. I think this is going to reflect wow. on wider businesses. Uh, so you can see they're already yeah, suffering. Definitely. Yeah, this is they're already suffering. I mean, the whole uh, you know giving kids, making kids pay is showing because they haven't done that in a long time, and other businesses mm-hmm. are suffering as well. So uh, I really feel like we're going to hit quite a hard recession uh, coming up in mm-hmm. the following months. Yeah, um, I can see that um, forcing because when we were young, at sixteen, we wanted to go to Hyde Park. We wanted to yeah just do things in central London and spend money on like ice cream, just clothes, all those silly things. Mm. And then there's it's just pushing out people that just can't afford that little bit of travel money because it racks exactly, up. Yeah. Exactly. It racks up, it racks like, up a lot. Yeah, really, up, especially yeah. in London, it's quite really expensive. I mean, people that work, you know, can't afford it. So never mind kids yeah. that, that are studying. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> it's going to be yeah. an issue. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But um, so, uh, yeah, specific to the actual speech, though, did you what did you think about the way he delivered the speech and now the current rules? Do you think that the rules make sense or? I, th- I think like he did it in a mathematical way. You know, when he gave the uh, R formula, I mean, obviously it's, it's, it's something more deeper, but it, it kind of makes sense, uh, you know, depending on the R level, which is based on the number of infections and the number of people dying. 
it will adjust in my, to that, it will change the, the rules. Um, in my personal opinion, though, I feel like he done that in a way to kind of throw people off a little bit because you or me might look at that and think, um, oh yeah, that makes perfect sense. But you know, yeah. somebody just uh, on on the street, anyone isn't going to mm. just be like, oh, well, are our numbers going down? Or yeah. you know, how does someone, uh, how does a general member of the public, just find out about the R number? Is there like a website where they can look on and see where what the current classification is or how it's being calculated at the moment? Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's a website. But like you said, like these people, most people won't check. Um, what I think it is though, also, is a bit vague. Uh, I think yeah. it was done on purpose because they they don't really know what to do. I I feel like I mean for yeah. example they said oh you know keyword uh, what, what do they say oh if you if you can work but if you, if you can't work from home you're advised to go to work but people were doing that already. I mean I mean just walking around you know during my one yeah. hour I could see like builders yeah. are still working. Uh, yeah. People gen the 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 added like freedoms were already being practiced. Yeah, people yeah, isn't that need it, to work, they worked. Yeah, exactly. I mean, isn't that isn't by keeping it vague what the government is doing basically is just giving power to employers to push push staff to come back to work. Yeah. Um, and kind of put pressure on staff to come back to work. I and mean, what is the point of having a furlough scheme if you're going to say if you can't work from home, then go go to work? I mean, isn't isn't furlough for people who can't work from home? I, th- I think the furlough scheme is for companies that can't afford their employees, but in general, yeah. they want people to go back to work. Otherwise, because the economy is really suffering at the moment. Um, okay, so uh, whether it's moral, like, I'm not sure. <laughs> exactly, that was going to be my next question. So, like, how important do you think it is to keep the you know the economy in mind? Because you know, recently there's been a, a, a swathe of right wing, uh, you know, I'm going to say in quotation marks, journalists who kind of say. Uh, you know, screw the fact that people might die. We need to put the economy as a priority. And you see mm. these anti-lockdown protests in America, and actually one yesterday yeah. here today. So, what do you think about that, for example? Well, I don't understand why protecting the people and protecting the economy can't come hand in hand. Mm, as you can see, like China's reaction, although it started from there, and people all talking about all this stuff about, but they they dealt with it very quickly. Because they probably kept in mind the faster we deal with this, the faster we can get back to normal. But don't you think that? Don't you think? Don't you think that the government's kind of let let that one slip at this point? It's too late. I mean, they've already we've already got the highest death toll in Europe, only behind America. Yeah, well, and they've we, already they've already messed so, up on that front. Yeah. So, it's so all from this point, at the moment. yeah, from this point onwards, though, what would you suggest is done? Because uh, as Steve said, the longer we wait the more the economy flops. But do we really care? I mean, me personally, I think the human life is more, like, is more important. But that's I, think it's more, I think it's more important. I'm in medicine. Yeah. I'm in medicine. So my priority is human life it's has important. to be preserved. So I don't really care if the, if the economy goes, goes to shit, really. But what it matters is that people don't die. But, but obviously uh, a lot of these you know, economists will be screaming that it's not worth it. But at the same time, Aaron, like, mm. what, what if the government can no longer pay furlough? How do people pay their rent? How do people, do you know what I mean? Like, how do people move on and live? And at the end I of the mean, day, they, need, to, they would, need work. I would suggest, I mean, so here's uh, just a little background information. So here's what they kind of done in America where they said, okay, we're going to, um, we're going to postpone your mortgages and all of your utilities bills for, let's say three months. And we're going to give you a $1,200 check. Um, mm. But the issue was 
once once these this lockdown situation is done, you have to pay all of the money back at once. But you haven't worked in that time, and you've only been given one thousand two hundred. So a lot of at people once. are now. Yeah, exactly. So it doesn't really oh, wow. make much sense. Yeah. But the suggestion then came that okay, let's say my mortgage is thirty years. During mm-hmm. the lockdown, let me not pay my mortgage. Let me not pay the rent. Um, and then once the lockdown is over, add three months to the end of my mortgage. So I'll, I'll, it'll be 30 years and three months. Right. Yeah, so the interest, I'm assuming yeah. the interest isn't frozen or is that frozen? Yeah, the interest is, everything's frozen. So the suggestion is just freeze everything. So yeah. the landlord doesn't need to pay mortgage. You don't need to pay mm-hmm. mortgage. Like no one has to pay rent or utilities for this period. Mm-hmm. But um, going forward, we have an agreement that uh, even if I was to, even if my contract was supposed to finish by, let's say, the end of the year, I will yeah. add on yeah. an extra three months following. So it's kind of like let's freeze the payments for now. For now, yeah, but still have to pay it. But you still have to pay it back. So maybe that sort of approach can be taken. Obviously, neither one, none of us are economists. So I don't know if that would work. Yeah, I mean, but I would suggest generally yeah, makes sense to me. Yeah, I would suggest to kind of look at routes like that rather than to say, oh, well, you know, half a million elderly people can die, but let's forget about that because the economy, because the economy isn't a god. You know, I feel like in this country, we really uh, yeah, but, bow down. But, but yeah, it's true. It's not, we, we, we do tend to bow towards it, but it is also very important. I mean, like, in the, but for the long run, you know, like, mm. for the, like our children's children, etc. It's, yeah. it's, it's for the benefit of them, really, and not really for the current generation. So, so I mean, it's a balance, I will give the government. Opinion. I will give the government a bit of leeway in the sense that you know it is difficult to come up with one kind of plan. But yeah, um, do you actually honestly believe that they've they've done everything that they could and that they've you know that's, Matt Hancock came out no, and said that since the beginning. I don't think so. Yeah, I mean that's kind of the point I was going to get to. Like, yeah, up. Matt Hancock. I don't, I don't think right. uh, Matt Hancock came out and said that. Um, from February onwards, they put a ring of security around care homes. Um, yeah. But when you went onto the government website in February, they claimed that there was no way that, um, you know, there'd be any cases in care homes and they offered no information on the government, gov.uk website. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, even the most, um, you know, least worst case scenario kind of statistics from the Office of the National Statistics kind of suggests that however many people died in hospital, pretty much a similar number has died in care homes that just haven't been recorded. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, on that front, I think they've they've messed up. As we said, they haven't reacted quickly enough. They haven't shut down things quickly enough. For me, it's like a, for me, it's a two-tailed thing. I agree. They haven't responded well because, you know, they, they were able to see Italy and Spain in time and oh, they didn't they, they didn't respond like accordingly. Yes. At the same time, <laughs> if we talk about Europe in general, we've we haven't we got that experience. And if we compare to China, who recently had SARS and uh, not just China, but uh, the Southeast Asia, uh, East Asia, mm. they have had the experience of dealing with this. This is why they were so quick at uh, at at implementing things they knew what they knew exactly what was going to happen and what the routine is whereas us in the west it's a new thing and the governments are just wrapping their heads around it it's, but i mean uh, uh, but on top that, of that it's not it's not an excuse for the uk to uh, you know to postpone uh, a lockdown and uh, putting in a week uh, week yeah so uh, what i was going to say was um, there's a there's a website called appeasement.org 
Yeah. Uh, if you go on there, I'm not sure if it's still up. They might have you know, t- taken it down or whatever, but this is from like a week ago when I checked on there. They've uh, cited all of their sources and they start from around December 31st, which is when China yeah. told the World Health Organization there was this new virus. And when you look at it, literally every single day, Boris Johnson has made a mistake. Every single day. So he's gone, he's gone how he shook hands with coronavirus patients. He's missed five COBRA, COBRA meetings. He's um, told, uh, told people that the ASCOT or you know, one of those sort of races could continue. Yeah. Um, he's uh, allowed Liverpool fans and uh, Atletico Madrid fans to join in yeah, a stadium a of 50,000 people. And bear in mind, at this point, Spain already was very close to a lockdown or had lockdown. Yep. And he still allowed people to fly in from Spain. And, yeah, you know, was, um... so you look at it. I mean, if you look at it, it's all cited and it's all got sources. I can't read it all because the list is just so goddamn long. But yeah, we'll put it in the, we'll put in the description. Yeah. We'll put it in the description, have a look at it. Um, but it's, it's literally, he's made, it's just like one blunder after another. So, like, what do you guys think of? I mean, is, it, is there any also, point um, in really going back? What do you mean going back? So is there any point of really going back and saying, oh, well, he could have done this, he could have done that. I mean, isn't it? I, mean I understand that right now we well, should deal with the problem at hand. But at what point do we hold them to account? Yeah, they definitely have to be held accountable. Like, we can't just forget mm-hmm. of all the mm-hmm. mess-ups. But obviously, you have to deal with mm-hmm. that at hand and try and keep it wrap. But it's hard not to be frustrated. Because mm-hmm. I, knew, I knew students who were, who were studying in Spain at the time, and they mm-hmm. were quite worried. But they came from Spain to the UK no checks, nothing. They weren't told anything. They just went through the airports, simulated back into natural life. And also so, people, I mean, I, they, they yeah. self-isolated just from mm. common sense. But not everybody exercises their common sense in the correct way. And they were just... Yeah, I think this has shown that exactly. not everybody has common sense, basically. This, is, this has been a very, um, very nice tableau, a revealing tableau that people just don't have common sense. And actually from a biological standpoint, um, we can kind of get into what COVID is later, but, uh, you know, right now, the only change they've made for people flying in is that they'll maybe give them temperature checks. Mm-hmm. But realistically speaking, you can have the virus and be a carrier and show no symptoms at all. Yeah. So it surely it would make more sense that unless it's for, you know, trade purposes, no flights should come into the country in terms of no one should be able to just come here on a tourist vibe. Yeah. yeah. Um, so well, I would think I that, can I mean, give you some insight that, on uh, on yeah. some some of the like uh, so I I work in the aerospace industry and uh, essentially there's going to be a prediction of like very very restricted flights in the future uh, the impact mm-hmm. seeing um, similar to 9/11 so if you remember pre 9/11 there were no checks uh, people kind of just went on flights and and whatever yeah. post 9/11 heavy security heavy checks um mm-hmm. there's a huge impact and it took it took the the airline industry around three years to four years to get back to where it was um this is is predicted to be have an even worse impact so the way i, I, I the way we're going to travel in the future it's going to look totally different to how we're traveling before um mm-hmm. especially especially with uh air, well, with planes um, a lot of airlines are going to die off it might not even be profitable anymore to run airlines, um, which then the government might have to like prop up, uh, prop up the uh, aerospace industry, L- like they did in the past, actually in the nineties and, and so what, previously. What is your, what is your thought? Okay, then as both of you as people, we've yeah. got kind of the, an engineering background in that sort of field. 
Yeah. What is your thoughts on uh, somebody like, let's say, um, the guy who owns Virgin Media, what was his name? Richard Branson. Richard Branson, yeah. So he's asking for a ridiculous amount of money to bail out his company from the taxpayer when he has never paid taxes within this country because he is registered, I believe, on, on his private island that he bought. Mm. And, um, you know, he, he, he's saying that he's just going to lay people off for three months yeah, he um, fired. He fired a lot he, of people. He's yeah. fired a lot of yeah. people, and he's saying you have to prop me up. What do you think about that sort of situation? Especially given that in our European counterparts have said that if you do not pay tax in this country, then you do not get any kind of bailout from this taxpayer. Mm. But it looks as though the British government, specifically, uh, you know, the Tories, are really, really. Um, keen on giving a bailout to to Richard Branson. I mean, the furlough scheme was kind of introduced shortly after he yep. suggested that he would fire a lot of people. Yep. And he has been using the furlough scheme. So what do you guys think about that? I'm not sure how deep in Branson's pockets we are. I don't know what this relationship we have with him mm. and why why it's like this. I'm, I don't I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not a I'm not a like a billionaire, millionaire defender. But obviously mm. the coronavirus is putting strain on businesses, like full stop. Yeah. Like you just must imagine like McDonald's has had to close, like That's insane. how would they pay all their staff before the, the furlough yeah. scheme? That's what I think the furlough scheme is like designed for. Like mm-hmm. companies like that, you have to shut because it's such a huge hub of like social gathering. Mm. Yeah. They've had to so close. would you be in would you be in favour of giving a buyout? No, definitely not to someone that doesn't pay tax to the UK government that just doesn't make sense yeah it's more but like let's say um, Amazon don't pay any tax not that they need it because Jeff Bezos is about yeah. to become the world's first trillionaire which we can obviously get into on another podcast but um, you know a lot of the like pretty much none of these big companies pay taxes yeah because all of them register in Switzerland or they're on a private island somewhere and so they don't pay taxes anyway so it's a I bit mean, sticky. what do you do it's a bit sticky they don't pay taxes yeah, make, we, yeah we need them yeah, go on, go yeah. On. Can yeah. I make the counter argument of a lot of people have been saying that um, you know how they said let's nationalize the rail service and so on and so forth. Yeah. A lot of people are saying, look, this is capitalism, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't have if you don't have a way of getting out of it financially, you fail, and somebody else will come along and take your place. So, a we can just let the natural course of things take its place, as is the you know the rules of capitalism, where the you know the weak die and the strong get get power. Yeah. Or we can, fine, we'll give you a bailout, but you give us the keys to your, your enterprise. So we'll yeah. give you the money, but then you let the government take control over uh, basically how your company is then run. So yeah. you don't go that's back. Exactly, up, that's exactly how they said the TFO. The TFO was a... Yeah, yeah. Um, but then, but then here's the thing. Our TFL bailout is led by a, a conservative government, which kind of looked at it as how can we make more money from this? And so now we, as the taxpayer, who already pay, uh, you know, a lot of money towards the TFL per month, you know, we yeah. pay around £220. I'm now going to have to fork out more money. Most, yeah. So, I, but, uh, you know, I, I, you I just pointed out only... very well. Yeah, he just pointed out very well the downfall of that kind of proposal as well, because it depends on the government who takes the keys to that business. Because they yeah, could just increase exactly, the price yeah. for the rest of us. Yeah, but um, like uh, I, I feel like there's a downfall in option one where you said, uh, you know, they die and uh, someone mm-hmm. else takes mm-hmm. their place because they could just move somewhere, which will bail them out, and then they just charge higher prices for their products. 
for example, like if we don't bail in out in the UK, like if we don't bail out, bail out uh, let's say, air, uh, aircraft manufacturers in the UK, they can just move to France mm. uh, where they're cozy, you know, they but, get all their bailouts. Yeah. Then when they sell aircrafts to us, it's going to be more expensive. So there's but then it goes here's, hand in here's, hand. The, here's the counter argument to that. Yeah. Okay, you move over to France. We still have the influence structure to build stuff we still have the lowest percentage of tax out of any european nation so sure. a new up and coming uh, company could come and start over here and if you charge us too much this is capitalism we don't have to buy from you we can buy from this new company that's within our borders yeah it's that, true. you know but so, also I mean, it's a risk make... uh, it's it's uh, they have lots of experience mm. this new company doesn't their product definitely will be more mature and better this new company mm. wouldn't um the it might adhere to certain like specifications that that country requires because we'll be we'll leave in well, Brexit we'll leave in the EU so yeah that's true we'll I, have, mean, I mean that's another thing we haven't talked about Brexit in how long which you know at a certain point when I heard that, the word Brexit it gave, me, it gave me nausea together, bro. all of this ties together yeah exactly and now yeah, we sickening. haven't heard about it at all yeah so the thing is people are thinking about what do we do post lockdown but once lockdown is done then we have to go back to Brexit and then that's just a whole different thing yeah. in itself yeah. And I think like this segment was good because we've tried to kind of clarify things, but we've just seen how complicated everything is becoming. Mm. It's extremely um, complicated. So, yeah, you have to think so of uh, think, the long-term effects. But, uh, exactly. I think we've had the... Uh, yeah, so, sorry, I had a point about um, when you mentioned uh, uh, making companies public. To, uh, the uh, At least Airbus, so one of the largest uh, aircraft manufacturers, CEO, CEO came out and said for, for them for basically uh, aircraft manufacturers to survive they need uh, they need the government to um, to take it under its wing as in um, what's it called uh, making it public uh, what's, what's the word <laughs> nationalize it nationalize yeah yeah so That's so the it, yeah. ceo of airbus literally said we need we need governments to nationalize parts of our company so you can see already so it's, it's, it's not such necessarily a, a thing that companies are against no, they're not necessarily against it. I mean, um, it depends on their influence. Yeah, they need to survive. That's, at the end of the day, that is the aim of they the... Need to survive. Yeah, they need to survive. And yeah, if, so they, it's, if it's not viable, they need the government to step in. So I think, I think okay, let's just try to conclude this section and move on to the yeah. next one, which is, I think, a bit more light-hearted. But, um, so I think the conclusion of this section really is that it is very, very complicated what is happening with COVID at the moment. But the fact that we have a government which is very vague and doesn't seem to be taking the accurate precautions that they should be taking Incompetent. in a competent manner means that things are just being made absolutely a lot worse. Yeah. Um, so my next section actually is the tinfoil conspiracy section. Oh, my favorite now, part. Here we go. Yes. <laughs> this yeah. is spicy. Let's go. So, um, Yesterday, uh, as you may know, uh, we, the date was the 16th of May. Mm -hmm. And at Hyde Park, there was a gathering, an anti-lockdown gathering, in which yeah. um, the Boris Johnson of the Piers Cor uh, the uh, Corbyn family uh, got arrested. His name is Piers Corbyn. Mm -hmm. And he was I arrested because... Piers Brosnan. Yeah. <laughs> 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 there was a sli slip of the tongue there. But, um, so he's the Boris Johnson of his family, quite clearly. But... Um, he, he basically was at this anti-lockdown protest where yeah. a lot of people were actually um, you know, arrested and he kind of called the, uh, the coronavirus a fake virus. Mm. Oh my days. And he said that it was being used to distract people and take away their freedom and that everything was linked to 5G and so on. 
And, uh, you know, there was a, another protest there, which kind of uh, made, the, um, made the bold statement of, uh, you know, I came to protest because I never thought I'd see in my generation the suppression of civil rights over a fake virus. So first of all, how offensive do you think it is that they actually have the rule to compare this to civil rights, uh, the civil rights movement? And uh, secondly, what's your thoughts on this fake virus situation? Like, do you think that we're those people who died actually died or is it all just a joke? <laughs> I mean, I know people that have died, so... I, I know yeah. people that have died as well. Like, so. Personally. So have I. So have I, yes. Yeah. So, uh, so first things first, people are actually dying. Yeah, we can clear that one. Yeah. Uh, we we can yeah. confirm that. Yeah. Um, secondly, let's get more into it because you know we're trying to be a bit fact-based. Um, so, is there a link between five G and coronavirus? Let I, me give a, a brief definition of what the conspiracy theory is, and then if Steve or Dan can explain what five G is, then we can kind of get into it a little bit. Yeah. So the current um, the current uh, conspiracy theory that's most dominant regarding these two things is mm-hmm. that. COVID-19 is spreading. Okay, so there's two types. There's one that says COVID-19 is a real virus and it's spreading, but the reason it's spreading so much is not because it's very, um, it's very infectious. It's because uh, these 5G towers that are being put up are weakening people's immune system and therefore mm-hmm. making it easier for the virus to spread. Right. And the, the global telecommunications uh, companies have gotten together in this conspiracy to cover mm, it up. Masterminds, yeah. yeah, so the, <laughs> the evil masterminds of yeah. are covering it up. Uh, and another one is just that there isn't a virus at all. And um, what's happening it's is 5G, 5G is just, yeah, it's just, it's, it's giving you radiation poisoning and the symptoms of radiation poisoning are similar to the symptoms of coronavirus. And therefore there is no coronavirus. This is all just a 5G tower. Okay. Uh, and people have been attacking, you know, the engineers who are putting up these poles and they're being burnt alive in Europe. Ludicrous. So Ivy's best worker, as if they're the mastermind behind it. Is so first things or, first, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. If you're attacking an engineer who's just doing his job by putting up a tower, then just go take a long, hard look in the mirror and ask yourself why you are such an absolute... I don't even want to say the word that loud. <laughs> But um, so Steve, nonsensical. Uh, you yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah you nonsensical guy. Um, so Steve, you you seem quite eager to describe what five G is. So yeah, so like and- I feel like these people don't understand what five G is. So let's let, let's have a look at four G, right? So four G, you've got cell towers where you transmit frequency to the tower, and uh, the tower goes to satellites, etc. Five G, essentially, mm-hmm. what what that is. So we had no issues with when we know it was 4G. So what 5G is, is the, the frequency band is slightly bigger. Not, not big enough to, uh, you know, for, for it to reach like uh, microwave levels, etc. Just big. So for example, just from a biological standpoint, um, X-rays are also on the electromagnetic wave, uh, yeah. you know, frequency thing. And uh, they're at the very far end and they can penetrate the body and destroy your cells if you're exposed to it for a long period of time. Yeah, we're talking about Is... ionization there. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, so that's an ionizing, yeah. uh, ionizing wave. Is X-rays, gamma rays, ultraviolet. So is the is the IG uh, IG <laughs> is the five uh, G um, definitely not? They're, they're definitely not. And all, not. yeah, and also what five G mostly uses is more of a networking uh, mathematics. So let, let me make it into like simple terms. 
4G, you have a cell, fo- a cell phone and it goes straight to the, uh, the area's tower, right? Whatever, it doesn't matter where you are, as long as you're in your area, the tower's radius. But if you're outside the tower's radius, there's no way you're connecting. Uh, that's when five, you get no signal. Exactly, that's when you get no signal. 5G, what it does is that every cell phone essentially is a tower. So it can mm-hmm. connect to, to different cell phones and different devices to make sure that it has the best route and therefore the fastest route and therefore better internet speeds. Um, that's basically, it's just maths. <laughs> There's no big difference <laughs> between 4G and 5G. It's just the networking is so much better. Uh, people can so say, oh, yeah, but then, but then people can yeah. say, oh, yeah, you know, but it's, you know, if, it's, if they're directing it towards a cell phone, it's directing towards me, blah, 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 blah. But really, you're bombarded by waves every day. It's not like waves are indiscriminate, you know, avoid you. Like, they, they just go yeah, through you anyway. Natural, the world emits, like, radiates natural, mm. like, extremely yeah. low frequencies already just from being in and just like radio, just like yeah. like radio stations, they already they just emit globally. They they, they don't pinpoint it. Everything. Yeah. yeah, everything. So so it's not really an argument to say, oh yeah, they're pointing it towards my phone. So I, I feel like what this is, Aaron, is people mm. are frustrated that they don't have something to fight. You, yeah. you know what I mean? Without an enemy, they they feel frustrated, so they make one up, yeah. and the the one that they want to fight today is five G because it's something tangible, something they can I actually just, destroy. I just don't understand the the way they've made the correlation between this biological virus that is spread through, uh, you know, respiratory droplets yeah. and, a, a, you know, a electromagnetic wave almost. And yeah. if I've understood it correctly from what you're saying is, usually we need a cell tower to ping our signal off into space to the satellite. Yeah. But with the current 5G system what will happen is if you're especially if you're not within the radius of the cell tower it will just connect to other phones who will act as the middleman for the signal exactly yeah, the, yeah right. other phones so, other devices it could be it, it could actually one day just be uh, someone's house router you know and they just can yeah. it's, it's, it's part of the bigger concept of internet of things which we probably could do in another podcast it's quite interesting but uh yeah that's so so here's the here's the thing then um let me explain a little bit about what the actual coronavirus is as well just from very quickly because i don't want to get into too much detail yeah. with it but coronavirus uh, the actual way of describing it is m and <laughs> m cov 19 so n meaning novel which means new Coronavirus is the family of virus it comes from, and 2019 is the year that it came out, so NCOV-19. Mm-hmm. Now, coronavirus as a family of viruses has existed for ages. Mm. The only difference is, the reason why it becomes novel is because it undergoes mutations, which means it can cross the species barrier, going from one animal to another. No, oh, well, wow. okay. So in this case, it's gone from, we're assuming, a bat to a human. Mm-hmm. But even that, we don't know where the first transmission occurred. We don't know yeah, how it's not the confirmed, first... is it? Yeah, yeah it's mm-hmm. not confirmed. So that's a whole bunch of conspiracy theories in and of itself there anyway. But one way or another, it's, it's become transmittable to human beings. Mm-hmm. Now, where you mentioned SARS, yep. so that's severe acute respiratory syndrome in which your, your body doesn't get enough um, oxygen in the blood, you can't breathe, and you basically choke. Is it similar to COVID, I guess? Because I understand COVID... That's the point I was going to make. So severe acute respiratory system syndrome um, is SARS-CoV. It's from the same family. Mm. And Middle Eastern uh, respiratory syndrome, MERS-CoV, is also from the same family. And these Uh these two outbreaks already happened in the year like 2000, 2003. And we only had around 8,000 cases of it. And I believe something around like a couple hundred people died, maybe a thousand. 
So, so what's, why is this one so it. deadly? Why, why is this? So it's really got more to do with the fact that um, it, it's transmitting a lot. So it, its rate of transmission is mm. a lot higher. Right. Uh, back I'll then, I don't know if it... Yeah. has to do with like, society, because right, we're quite a, we're much more um, global than we were before. So lots That's of more travelling. Exactly. So the point I was like, going to make was, we don't know if this transmits more than SARS or mm. if it's a case of today, the way we're dealing with it is a lot, it's not as good as the way we dealt with it 10, 15 years ago. Because yeah. before, they immediately started isolating people who had the SARS virus as soon as they were, you know, they announced that there is this SARS virus. Um, and people were put into isolation, they were checked on flights and so on and so forth. Yeah. And so it didn't have this global spread. Um, but the actual symptoms of it are very similar. The, the thing with COVID is you can get anything that resembles a simple cold all the way up to what is in essence SARS, which is inability to breathe and a lack yeah. of oxygen in your blood. Yeah. So now that we kind of know what each one is, and we realize that COVID is just a mutated version of an already existing virus, mm-hmm. and 5G is just a simple case of uh, acting as a middleman between the satellite and your phone, Let's May actually I delve. Man, all the conspiracy theorists that when two G, three G, four G, and Wi Fi were all introduced, that exact same the same thing. of yeah. immune deteriorating, and then yeah, we just have more and more evidence from each stage of the G's as to why. Yeah, so if we happens. if we look into it a little bit, so when we look at the actual conspiracy theory itself, five uh, G isn't this thing that's going to penetrate your body and destroy your cells, right? Mm. Um, and COVID is a virus that already existed before it's mutated and now we had like a second wave of SARS but like a, a different version of SARS yeah when you look at the countries that were most affected by this you see that Iran had almost 100,000 cases and they were one of the first countries to be you know infected yeah with no 5G Iran Iran has doesn't even have the infrastructure to put up for 5G power ah uh, checkmate checkmate <laughs> so <laughs> So how does that how does that fit into this kind of theory? It doesn't. Yeah, you know what I'll so, say though. Yeah. Like I, I just want to put a disclaimer. We don't. It's mm. true that we don't. We don't have enough uh, like evidence to 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 know whether uh, re, re, like radiation from cell phones are affecting us uh, mm. badly because it could be a long term health effect. And we mm. literally just got cell phones in when like late nineties uh, in the nineties, right? Uh, yeah, early nineties. Right. So it's only been max 30 years. So maybe in 100 years' time, when we look at you know, the data, there might be a correlation. But Could I ask something? After, yeah. When you finish, I'll ask something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but it's, it's not grounds on saying definitely there is. So you, you, it's like, it's like you, you can't really dismiss it, but there's no evidence from yeah. it, for it. So you, so, you can't really so, propose yeah. the, it. Was, the point I was going to make was... Right, Dan wanted to say something. So. Yeah, yeah, go on, go on. I just wanted to ask, like, what would you do if tomorrow mm. there was a new scientific study or governmental or some big organization just said people are getting cancer because of mobile phones and there's a huge, like, <laughs> huge rise over the next year, a hundred thousand, a million, like, we just reached that peak, you know, like the boiling point of water. Yeah. We reached that point and then that's it. The cancer cells just start appearing in people's brains, ears, oh. tongues, mouth because of mobile phones. Would you? So this actually brings us on to the next section of our of our podcast, the what if section, right? So that was a brilliant segue from Dan there. 
So, um, thank you, thank you. yeah, what, awesome. what would you do? What would you guys do if they said you can't use mobile phones? I mean, me personally, I'm so addicted to my phone. Mm. I'm here for a good time, not a long time. I'm going to keep using my phone. <laughs> this, is, this takes me back to the common sense of the COVID virus. People have the information and they'll still go see their friends. And they'll still yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. Yeah. It's, but the thing is, it's become vital in our life. I mean, I, I don't know if you've yes. been away from your phone for a month. It's pain. <laughs> a month? A month. I, I, when I, when I don't have weeks. my phone. I've done two weeks. Now, nah, listen, when I don't have my phone literally in my pocket, where I can feel that it's in my pocket, I panic. I go, oh my God, where's my phone? Did I lose it? Because you yeah. put your whole life into that phone. If someone was to get access to it, you're screwed. Yeah, and uh, yeah, well, you know, I, I feel like I you know, I think Moore's theory of kind of um, singularity that he predicted in like the fifties, where he said that at one point our consciousness is going to merge with technology. Mm. I feel like we're mm. fast on track with that. We're becoming almost symbiotic with technology now. I mean, we Can't already are. We are really, we already are in principle. We're just physically yeah. not part. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like, but exactly, mentally, yeah. mentally, we are. We are. We need our phones. We need the internet. It's just the next step is just to embed it within our biology. Do you know what I mean? So actually, yeah, we're, right. we're halfway there. That's, yeah, that's my point. Actually, like, believe it or what not. If, go on, we told, what if we were told that this technology was literally killing us in the millions? Like, it was not just a small percentage. Or like Can I ask you a thing, question? It just ramped up. What would we do? How would society cope? Can I ask you a question, though? Yeah, answer my question. We, with a question. we know. No, no, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to answer your question, though. We no, know no, that smoking, smoking is the, like one of the root causes for a plethora of diseases and deaths yeah. and people still do it. Yeah. What's the reason for them doing that? It's addiction. Yeah, I genuinely think we as a society are addicted to mobile Definitely. There's no, There's no study which says yeah. that we are addicted. Screen, but... screen, screens. I mean, we're, we're yeah. always in front of a screen and you know, yeah. work, at home. With PlayStation, into them. Play, yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter, and all gender, all races. It doesn't. There's no like, there's no escape unless you live in like a farm somewhere in the Sahara Desert. Mm. Like you're, or you're, you're on those the... Galapagos Islands, like those, yeah. those isolated islands. Yeah. But I, I don't think we'd give it up because our infrastructure also relies on it, and uh, I, I think the approach we take is we would look for a solution <laughs> more than get rid of the problem. <laughs> yeah. It's like what is the solution? <laughs> We're definitely yeah, wearing um, like lead lead lined hats, even though mm-hmm. I don't know work. Okay. I mean, here that, that's the thing, you know. We, you just you just need to uh, you just need to kind of look at look at what has happened in the past in terms of well, you know in the beginning of every um, every science movie they say yeah. there's a crazy there's a scientist who's just like um, guys, please stop doing this thing you're gonna you're gonna die if you keep doing it and they always get ignored and that kind of is mirrored in society as well where scientists will say don't do this don't do that it's not good it's not good for your health but people will still do it and i think even if you were to say mobile phones are giving you all tumors mm. you know they'll give the same response i gave initially which is i'm here for a good time not a long time so here we go mm. and i and i honestly think like the perverts alone online will keep the mobile phone Definitely. industry alive because Definitely. You know, you, you look on Instagram, for example, there's people who don't really uh, do much other than just post pictures of themselves. And you look at who's following them, and I honestly want better for my gender, but it's all just, you know, pervert, perverts, basically. Yeah, just following these people. Yeah, exactly. And they just will, will follow these people and they'll do whatever. And so I just think those types of people will just, they're so addicted to their phones, they will never let it go. Yeah. 
No, no, most definitely. I'm actually on my phone this second. Yeah, me too. (laughs) We're recording this on our phones. On the phones, yeah. I'm holding the phone, talking to you on like an iPad. That's quite funny, yeah. With headphones so, using Bluetooth, another transmitted radio. <laughs> mm. yeah. So I, I think that was a good question because it kind of links the second and third seg- segments together in terms of you know what if, ask another, what if was real. Well? Oh yeah, go 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 for go it. For it then, yeah. Um, what if the coronavirus mutated tomorrow mm. into a much more violent or airborne? We know it's not airborne. What if it became airborne, or what if it became? Mm. More violent or violently airborne or both. From a biological standpoint, um a paper released in China already said that it's already mutated thirty times. There's at least thirty strains of the coronavirus. Mm. So it is a virus that mutates. And you know, we already spoke about SARS being uh, prevalent in the early two thousand. Mm. They still yeah. haven't found a vaccine for it. So I have a Regardless question. Of, sorry, I have a question. Yeah, sorry, but yeah. can they not mutate out of existence? As in, the way I understand is a Spanish flu, there was no cure, mm. but it kind of mutated and it no longer was dangerous for human beings. The final. Um, I mean, the thing is, no one didn't really just, knows the exact. Didn't I just kill everyone until it went? That's but the thing. It, it killed a lot of people, 50, but but there was it no cure. Fifty million people, and mm. you know, as as I said, it can go from anywhere between a cold to a very severe kind of yeah, uh, what, respiratory syndrome. Also, so you can clear this up, Aaron, but like what I understand is that they it's mm-hmm. not in the uh, in the interest of these viruses to kill their host. If no, they keep, no, yeah, the, whole, so, the whole purpose of a virus, like for example, a lot of people have herpes, right? Yeah, they they whoa, have the version whoa, whoa, whoa. of herpes simplex virus that isn't genital though. It's the one you get on your lip. Oh yeah, it looks so, like yeah. a cold sore. A cold sore is is a herpes virus. Mm, you live your whole life with it. Yeah. It's not disgusting, Steve. All right, people. Have it. <laughs> and uh, so, so you live your whole life with this thing, and it yeah. doesn't kill you because a virus's main point is that it's looking for a host to live it. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's not going to kill its host, or it dies as well. Yeah, exactly. But the thing that we we just don't know. You don't know. Like as Dan said, it could mutate and become far worse. It could mm-hmm. mutate and become, uh, you know, not as severe, but. How do we have a proof or guarantee that the less severe strains are going to overtake the severe strain? We don't. But isn't it like, so right, it's, right it's, now, it doesn't have an... Best, yeah, go on. Sorry, so, so, sorry, I was just going to say, the last, the, right now, the best course of action is isolation and yeah. kind of trying to remove the virus by simply uh, stopping its spread to the yeah. point where, yeah. you know, the ones which are lethal, unfortunately, may end up causing loads of deaths, but... Uh, realistically speaking kind of what happened with the Spanish flu might happen today where people just die and because of the ineptitude of the governments there's nothing we can do about it and Mm. hopefully we would hope that maybe at some point like you said it might mutate into a into a version of itself that isn't isn't as lethal yeah but right now when I look at it I don't have much hope that they'll find the vaccine because they still haven't found the vaccine for SARS which is from the same family of coronavirus yeah, yeah. But they they might have stopped looking for a vaccine for SARS because I mean, again, priority wise. Mm. Yeah. But we see the Donald wise, Trump uh, initiative to do the uh, you know the Manhattan Project, but for COVID, and it's, it's quite mm. a strong uh, statement to be honest. As as much as I 
not really <laughs> don't really agree with the the president of the United States on a lot of topics. So what, this is a good initiative. So he's he's created like a I don't know if you know what the Manhattan Project is, but it's when they were investigating the nuclear science in the yeah. early uh, post World War Two. Um, Robert Oppenheimer. Uh, is that is that is he part of you or is that something else? I want to say yes, but obviously I need to check. Uh, but yeah, it's a, a, along those lines. Um, and they put a lot of money into it, obviously, for nuclear physics to create the atom bomb. Now he's, he's suggesting, well, he is going to do something similar for COVID. Basically, uh, he called it the but Manhattan it, Project for COVID, which is again, a good initiative. I mean, it's a, you, you got to give it to him. Is, it is a it is a uh, proactive one. No, no, um, a lot of governments a, are taking a, the the kind of you know yeah. the, the no, um, no, it is it is definitely one. a good initiative, but. I would argue that he already had a pandemic response team that he fired roughly a year before the pandemic actually yeah. broke out. And, and this is, you know, as much as we say that governments were blindsided by this, we've had repeated uh, influenza-like viruses over the past 15, 20 years that have been popping swine up. Flu. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Swine flu, bird flu, like a lot of these uh, viruses in the past 20 years have been mm. viruses that have mutated from animals to humans. Yep. And the leading figures in virology and epidemiology have all come out and said, we need to have a response in place because there's eventually going to be a flu that we aren't going to be able to control. It's going to be very infectious and it's going to kill a lot of people. And, you know, as much as we say, oh, they were blindsided, they weren't really. People were expecting this to happen. Bill yeah, Gates yeah. had a, um, a TED talk a couple of years ago, which has now become the, you know, the point yeah, of a lot of conspiracy theories. Um, but you know, he, he wasn't speaking from a conspiracy theory kind of place. He was talking from a scientific logic. Point. Yeah. yeah, logic. He said something like this will happen in the next five to ten years, and it has happened. So yeah. I, I think if you're on a governmental level, you should have been prepared for this a lot better. So putting money into the initiative once everybody is sick is kind of like giving someone a vaccine after they've already had the virus. It doesn't make yeah. sense. Yeah. So. I mean, I, I, I don't know, really. And as Dan, as Dan said, if it was to mutate and get worse, what would I do? What can we do is the answer. Yeah, it's not much, is it? You, just, Nothing, but, you but can't I, do anything. Do we try to live life as, as best as we can, as normal as we can? That's the question. Do we I mean, accept, do we accept should, the risk and do we still get on with our lives, even though we know there's a high possibility we'll die? So a lot of countries have kind of said the return to the new normal as their initiative. Yeah. Because they realize that there is good, that we can't go back to normal. Yeah, it's no an normal, unfortunate yeah. thing, but there is no normal anymore. There's a new normal. And yep. so we just need to kind of prepare ourselves for that and see what we can do. I think so. Yeah. That sounds mm-hmm. boring. So that was a good that was a good question then. But um yeah, I think yeah. that's what I'll, that's my, my strong point. And, uh, so, crazy things. What about I wanna so, ask a question, yeah. guys. I mean yeah, sure. after, after all this is over. Right. Mm. Let's say we find a the golden cure in uh, Azkaban or mm. I, I don't know some tropical place, and uh, mm, mm, we cure mm, everyone. Uh, can I say Jamaica? It might be in Jamaica. Jamaica. Okay. Yeah. If, <laughs> if, if Doctor Sebi finds the cure, um, would you? <laughs> Doctor what Uma. would you do? <laughs> yeah, Doctor. Yeah. Donation. Um, Donation. Donation. So, uh, what 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 would, you, what would you guys do? Exactly. What's what the first thing you do? For me, well, we've got to work for it. We've got to work for it again. We've got to work for it. I'm not gonna lie, it's got to go down. But, <laughs> but after the twerking, I think the first thing I'm gonna do is go to somewhere very public, just sit down with a coffee, 
I don't know, at a cafe and just watch people walk around. It's it's so weird. Like we 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 don't we haven't seen people. In I a used long, to like doing that. I'm actually honest. I was that weird person. Yeah, same. Yeah. Like sit, sit by, sit <laughs> by the window. I, just, just watch. Yeah, just watch. It's yeah. nice. It's just the ambience. You know, you just see hear Should people. Should I dampen the mood? Should I dampen the mood a little bit? Oh shit! We're all gonna die. <laughs> Coronavirus. <laughs> no, no, because I feel like as much as we're all saying that when this is done, we're gonna go do A, B, and C. I actually think that a lot of people are gonna be very scared to go do those things. So oh, I think for, sure. for like a I'm good, not, a good maybe up. year or two, people are gonna be like, oh Definitely. yeah, yeah, you know, let's go out. But then when it comes to actually going out, they're gonna be like, ah, oh, but you know, if we go there, we'll catch it and blah blah. What's yeah, this? yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I, I actually think it's gonna take us a long time. But in my ideal world, I would go to every non-essential business that there ever was and just yeah. patronize them because because I didn't realize how much I how much I went to these non-essential businesses before. Mm-hmm. Um, and how much I've missed them, really, and so I think I think that would be my. Yeah. Kind of, no, oh, my I said vibes. this. Uh, I, I keep saying this. I'm going straight to Five Guys. I'm telling you, yeah, man, no. getting a burger straight up. That's that. Like, I just want to eat a burger in peace. You know, just get some fast yeah. food and just move on. Yeah, I man. didn't. I didn't realize how addicted people were to McDonald's. <laughs> I see oh my God. every every other post is about McDonald's and on social media. I'm just sitting there like. Yeah, it's delicious. I don't, I don't, I feel crazy. I don't like McDonald's, so. The thing is, is um, the KFC, uh, KFC has opened up no, that's, some, some of that's their what things. I'm about. That's what I'm good Yeah, and if you actually drive by a KFC that's open now, you, the queue is just endless. Yeah, it's and insane, thinking, yeah. My God, is this how much you people missed it? You know what, and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's more normality. They, they, they miss normality. I, I don't think it's necessarily mm, the food, but it's, it's like it's part of cult, like normal culture. You know, go out, get a Mackey's, come back home. Yeah, whatever. we do, we do also, like a cheeky takeaway in this country. So, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, You also can't like disrespect people that that's the, that's the food budget. That's how much they can spend. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, some people just yeah, want to put their there, yeah. yeah, they do rely Talking on from yeah. privilege that we can afford like to cook at home. You've yeah. got the skills, yeah. the culture, the background, that kind of thing. So just yeah. got to throw that in there. That's true. Yeah, that sound yeah, like pompous, pompous buffoons. Oh, pompous! Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a valid point. It's a valid yeah, that's point. Good point I mean, yeah. That's got to keep it down to you know. Yeah. Where you yeah, that's kind of why you have a lot of obesity in poor areas. It's not that the people eat more. It's yeah. just that they eat from fast food because they have a lack of money and the yeah. nutrients that you yeah. can get from fast food is terrible. So that's actually I guess a that's, very, a, very that's a topic for another day. I guess. We have a whole <laughs> podcast. I could talk about that forever. Yeah, we, we, could, we, can, we could do a podcast. Yeah. So uh, basically what we're going to do now then, um, let's, let's finish this here. I think we, can, yeah. we finished it quite well. But what we're going to do is we're going to set up an Instagram account. We'll put the description in the bio. Uh, go follow us on that. We haven't quite started it yet, but when we do, we'll, we'll make sure that you guys are aware. Yeah. If you have any suggestions or topics that you want us to talk about, then, you know. Comment section. DM comment us. section. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, comment section. DM us uh, however you want to you yeah. get in touch. So this will be on YouTube. Go and put it out there. YouTube, podcast on Apple, podcast. Uh, all the links. Spotify, will be down everything. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, follow so on, this will man. be on YouTube and uh, Apple Podcasts at the very least, maybe on Spotify as well. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, follow us and the like and comment and really try to get this out there for us. Yeah, we'll definitely yeah, reply you... if you're a comment. Yeah. But... <laughs> when you see us okay. on Instagram, don't be surprised on how handsome Erin is. That's what I'm. <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> yeah, thanks if you think guys. if you if you think I put my face out there, you're you're crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, thanks for listening. Thank you.